You've seen it all over social media over the past week or so, as soon as Gen X was opened up to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Everybody posting the fact they've been vaccinated. And then, in the days following, posting every little development they experienced. I have headache, I have chills, my arm hurts, on and on and on. And the response when anybody reported any symptoms overwhelmingly has been, oh, that's good, it means it's working. Well, maybe that's not true. That's not necessarily how vaccines work. So let's get a little understanding about this issue. Robert Finberg is a physician who specializes in infectious diseases and immunology at the medical school at the University of Massachusetts, and he joins us now. Uh, Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Good to talk to you. So I guess, uh, just first of all, that sentiment that a lot of people seem to have, that when, oh my goodness, I've got chills or I've got a headache, that's great, the vaccine is working. That's not true, is it? No, the bottom line is that there are two kinds of immunity uh, that we make. One is uh, what's called innate immunity, uh, and that's the the first time you see something, Mm -hmm. uh, you have an inflammatory response, which involves some white cells, like what's called polymorphonuclear leukocytes, uh, and they come to the site of uh, inflammation, and that can cause, that's what usually causes pain. Um, And it can also cause uh, local swelling and other side effects. What protects you against the virus is so-called adaptive immunity, and that's what's generated by B and T cells. Those are different kinds of white cells, and that comes after you've been uh, seen a virus or an antigen before uh, and get a recall. But and but the um, inflammatory response and the thing that causes fever, um, that's not the thing that protects you. I mean, like. I mean, to take it to the extreme, you could get a sliver, and in some people that will bring on the same sort of a a response, right? Right. So you can get a splinter, and you can get a nasty reaction to that, and you can get pain and fever, uh, but that doesn't give you any protection. Uh, That's just a, uh, that's the innate immune response, these uh, cells called phagocytes that eat the uh, foreign particles. The, the, The immune response that's important in protection comes from these other cells, the T and B cells that circulate in your blood, and they don't necessarily, getting a response to, of T and B cells is not necessarily associated with fever uh, or pain. Um, so a lot of people wondering what they should expect. You know, what is normal? And like we've said, you know, fever, maybe a headache, uh, pain at the site. What kind of things, are, are, is that the, the universe of, you know, things you should expect after you've been vaccinated? Are there other things that are pretty typical that people shouldn't be too alarmed by? Yeah, I mean, the CDC uh, in the U.S., uh, after looking at a month of actual vaccines, these are real-world experiences that uh, people in the wild, uh, as opposed to uh, studies, and they found that uh, over 70% of people get pain at the injection site. Well, Mm. that's not surprising. You're sticking a needle there. (laughs) Uh, About about 20 to 30% also have uh, fatigue. Uh, They just don't feel well. And, you know, headache, um, muscle aches are are common. Uh, Maybe 10% get fever, chills, uh, and then the rest are uh, some injection site swelling, joint pain, uh, nausea. That kind of rounds it out, but those are about 10% or less. Okay. So that's what you should expect. All right. What is it in the vaccine that causes that? I mean, is it any foreign substance that enters your body? Is there something specific in a vaccine that causes that reaction in some people? So it does vary from vaccine to vaccines. Uh, some vaccines uh, that don't have uh, 
other things in them don't cause any reaction at all. Usually people, for example, that get measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, which is just has the viruses, don't get a reaction. On the other hand, uh, things that are done to boost immunity uh, will lead to, re- to reactions. The Shingrix vaccine, for example, has an adjuvant uh, that causes a, uh, a reaction in a lot of people. And these vac- the uh, mRNA vaccines have lipid formulations uh, that some people react to. Um, okay, so the bottom line and the crux of the discussion here is you cannot have any indication as to how immune you will be as a result of the vaccine based on this initial reaction to the needle, right? There, that doesn't give that, you any that is, indication. That is correct. So what we know uh, from the trials is that the overwhelming majority of people will uh, get a response to the vaccine. And furthermore, that response is actually protective uh, against the challenge with the virus. They will not get the virus. And yet, many of those people do not have uh, side effects or certainly not a severe response to the, to the vaccine. Is there any way to gauge how effective the vaccine has been? We know it's like 95% uh, effective for some of them. Effective, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, antibodies, um, you can measure antibodies, which is what the B cells make, uh, and there is a correlation between the uh, production of antibodies and uh, the protection against the, uh, getting COVID. Uh, one last question before I let you go here, and I don't know, uh, this isn't what we talked about, but uh, maybe you have some insight. If not, that's fine. The, the blood clotting that we keep hearing about with J&J and with AstraZeneca, what causes that? Have they been able to link that back to anything in terms of what the vaccine does, and um, what kind of a risk does that carry? Uh, we know it's infinitesimal, right? There was a lot of questions in there. Uh, there's some theories about w- uh, why that might happen and whether that's related to the uh, adenovirus, which is uh, the vector for those two vaccines. We don't know for certain. And as you said, though, these are one in a million yeah. uh, possibilities. These are very rare events. Okay, last question. I lied. I have one more. Uh, does what you uh, saw as a reaction to your first shot have any bearing on what kind of reaction you'll see for your second shot? Most people... Uh, people are more react, are more likely to react at the second shot, but that isn't uniformly true. Okay, good stuff. Great insight. Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate your time. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. There you go, Dr. Robert Finberg, who is a physician who specializes in infectious diseases and immunology at the medical school at the University of Massachusetts.